0: reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. On this episode of This League, the regular season is over, and it is play-in time. Play-in time. Someone's going home, and it may be Bron. <laughs> that would just be the best. We also have your handy-dandy playing preview. We cover Kobe's Hall of Fame induction, and I show you why Eric Spolster is hands down the best coach in the NBA. No cap. So we are so busy. No questions at this time. Time to get fucking serious. Let's drop the beat, Marty. I mean, I have lots of things to say. Playoffs are here. Coming. <laughs> And yet, somehow, we're not leading off the show with the playing tournament. We're leading <laughs> off the show with some old school beef. Yes, it's so, so spicy that it had to get added in late. Just dropped today. Boom. <laughs> Gilbert Arenas, Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes on one hand of the ring. And we got Kwame Brown, Kwame Brown. I don't know. Is it Kwame? Kwame?
1: I always prefer Kwame.
0: I like Kwame more. Yeah. I bet he likes Kwame, be Kwame more. Could be. Kwame a little more sounding like. Somehow yeah. Kwame kind of sounds even more bitch.
1: Yeah. You know <laughs> <I> mean, <So laughs> are, we sh- are we sure it's 2021? We're talking about these guys?
0: I know. I thought it was uh, 1990. <laughs> For those who don't know, Kwame Brown, number one draft pick taken straight out of high school widely considered to be one of the biggest busts in NBA history. His YouTube channel is actually called Bust Life. (laughs) Let's just let that sink in for a second. Nice. There are tons of rumors about him, including how Michael Jordan basically just broke his spirit to the point where he couldn't even play home games because he was afraid of getting booed at home. He just played so much better on the road because his own fans weren't there to publicly disrespect him as soon as he walked on the court.
1: Man. That's fucked up. It was. I mean, the, yeah, how how Jordan did him was definitely fucked up. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. And so his former Wizards teammate, Gilbert Arenas, brought all of this up again. Fucked. On the recent episode of All the Smoke, right? All the Smoke, Matt Barnes and Steven Jack... Two of the quote unquote hard rock guys from the NBA, the We Believe Warriors, right? Mm. Tough guys. And they, gosh. So he basically, Gilbert Arenas basically repeated pretty much all of the same things that have been constantly resurfaced about Kwame. Only difference is this time Kwame was like, enough. I am fucking done with this. It's <laughs> been 25 plus years. He, I am no longer remaining silent. So he took to IG and YouTube both and then went absolutely scorched earth, just covered. He covered everything. He was like I was bragging about how he was the reason basically that Kobe Bryant had 81 points, that he set such good screens for Kobe, that that was the reason he was like between both of us. There was 82 points like that's what <laughs> you wanted to see, right? Is Kobe Bryant score lots of points. Why are you then banging on me when he has 81 points? Yeah. That's the whole point. He said at one point, are you not entertained by that? Did we not give you what you wanted by that? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. He also talked about what it was like to play with the ball hog, Gilbert Arenas, to how Gilbert repeating rumors about him cost him millions of dollars. So how scorched earth was it, Marty? Play some of the clip.
2: The entire life to get to a point to where most men only dream about I think you guys need to focus and channel that energy on some more real problems, like the way we are as black males and the way that we look. And Steven Jackson, maybe you could put that motherfucking blunt out and pull your (laughs) pants up on your ass and put that rag down and act like a grown ass man instead of a little ass boy. Becky with the good hair, go to council. And Gilbert, you already knew I was quiet on you for years. I wasn't going to say nothing. You you do you the right hand arm of uh, them white boys. Ugh. You niggas is the worst nigga. You took food. You took down there.
1: Ugh. What did I get?
2: Five uh three years, twenty five with the Lakers. I was slated to get eighty eighty eight. Oh man, nigga, you took millions out my mouth, nigga. And you shout like you somebody like you love black folks. You the <sighs> whitest black boy I ever know.
0: Oh my.
2: So <laughs> y'all niggas miss me with all that nigga. Whoever, whichever one of these white folks paying you niggas to come at me. This here one, you need better go find you something better to do. Becky with the good hair?
0: Oh. Get counseling.
2: counseling get counseling.
0: Get counseling.
2: All that goddamn she, rage for no reason. She chose. She chose. She baby. chose. She
0: chose. <laughs> <laughs> He's even laughing. She chose. When he says she chose, she chose Derek Fisher over Matt Barnes. Yes, his teammate. Fucked his ex-wife. Yeah, that was
1: a wild story. I wish we had had this podcast for that. Me too. Yeah.
0: It would have been covered. Remember Matt Barnes like drove 120 miles mm-hmm. an hour down from L.A. to wherever the fuck San Diego or St. Louis, but wherever it was just to track him down.
1: Yeah, he was angry.
0: Cost him. <laughs> so there's a lot to just uncover there and dissect one calling Matt Barnes, Becky with the good hair. Had to have been calculated. That does not come off the top of the head. That's way too clever for anyone.
1: He had probably been thinking about it for a minute. Yeah,
0: Yeah. he probably has (laughs) been thinking about that and him him calling that in his own mind for a long time. He said he had finger waves. How do I take someone seriously with finger waves? It's, It's a good point. Nia Long best finger waves in the game she chose he called steven jackson a fake ass gangster who all he does is smoke blunts wear his jeans too low and wears do rags instead of being a grown ass man and then he basically accused gilbert arenas of costing him millions and millions of dollars saying i quote this is the whitest black boy i ever knew and at the end was like yo put me on your pod i want all the smoke let's go and then steven jackson responded by like nope i don't want any smoke zero smoke with kwame which is hilarious given the fact that their podcast is called all the smoke we want all the smoke and then they get kwame and they're like nope no smoke here please (laughs) beautiful this right here is just straight up facts play the next uh play the next clip
2: and that's what he should do shut the fuck up and play a game because you talking about a nigga that told his mama at five years motherfucking old, nigga, that he was going to buy her a house and he did it at 18. It's real talk. And you doing them white folks bidding, talking about bus and talking about this. Nigga, nigga, every black kid should be a bus then, nigga. I put my mom on a golf course at 18. <laughs> I don't
0: know what that means. Nigga,
2: check my real life resume. Fuck Fuck a game.
1: <laughs> Fuck a game. <laughs>
0: Fuck a game. I just changed my mom's life at 18. Also, the fact that he calls all three of those dudes pawns for white ownership is just tremendous. Later on in the clip, which you didn't I don't think you heard because I didn't play it for you, but he also called Steven Jackson a fake ass Black Lives Matter activist.
1: Yes. And yeah, said on one uh, hand,
0: on one hand, you're promoting um killing other people, pretending you're this gangster, and then going out and being an activist for the Black Lives Matter. You obviously are confused. Do you want black lives to be alive or do you not? Tough. Look, Kwame Brown, this is just so spicy. We have so much to get to, and yet all I want to talk about is this. (laughs) This thing went on for an hour. We could literally spend an extra episode on just dissecting Kwame Brown, and Lord knows, in my soul, I kinda wanna.
1: The fact that he just streamed for what'd you say it was like an hour, hour to minutes. hour to fifteen. Yeah, that's uh all by himself. Yeah, that's hard to do. Like, I don't know that if is I've ever impressive. Yeah, like <laughs>
0: that is some Howard Stern, Colin Cowherd level shit. And that was off the off the rip. That was off the top of the dome. He was given stories. He had no notes. He just had a, I think it was like either a drumstick, like an actual stick for drums or not a chicken, but b- drumstick or like a paintbrush. I don't know what was in his hand, but there was something in his hand and, and it was just him off rip. So impressive. I think I might love Kwame Brown now. I've never had a quick pivot as fast as this.
1: I like that he has a YouTube channel. I didn't know this. Me I'm too. Gonna, yeah, I'm a, I
0: would love him as a guest. I'm going to go explore it. He is just a beaten dog. 20-something years he's been beaten down and he's like, you know what? I have the strength now. I've been chilling, not saying a word, and I am ready to speak. No more Kwame Brown disrespect. What a this league moment right before the playoffs, huh? <laughs> this league! What was that that we experienced yesterday? The wildest last day of the NBA season in history. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what the NBA wanted. We didn't even know who was playing until 1115 last night.
1: No, I stayed up. I mean, it didn't look good for me, but uh, no, I stayed up to see the end of the Jazz game.
0: And the Jazz won, so they take the one seed. So here's a brief recap of what happened. Wizards came back. It looked grim. Mm -hmm. They came back from 17 down to beat the Hornets. Also, really quick aside, ultimate bad beat Sunday. Yeah. The worst beat because everyone is like resting stars. some people are trying to win some people aren't so like the lines were so skewed i got so fucked yeah <laughs> i lost so much money everything went wrong anyway
1: wizards came back
0: from 17 down to beat the hornets they got the eight and the hornets get the 10 they did not cover and the over did not hit <laughs>
1: the
0: nicks yeah, nicks beat the celtics this solidifies the middle of the Eastern Conference. Knicks are four, Hawks are five, the Heat have the six seed. What does that mean? Time to get your resume out. Dust it off, Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> Nets won to keep the two seed, and the Bucks rested their players knowing that they couldn't make the two seed. Uh, their game played after the Nets, so they have three. This Pacers team, dangerous.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: They look very good. They took the nine spot. So this is what we know out east right now. It's the Heat versus the Bucks and the Hawks versus the Knicks. Plan is set. We will preview this later, but it is Washington versus Boston in the 7-8 plan game and Charlotte at Indiana in the 9-10 game. Loser of the 7-8 plays the winner of the 9-10. But that was not Where the drama was. The drama (laughs) was late night West Coast games, which is when you live on the East Coast, very disappointing.
1: Oh, it's the worst. worst. I'm still getting used to it. Yeah.
0: I mean, me and you seem like people who like our sleep. I'm a big fan of the whole like evolutionary circadian rhythm thing where it's like you go night night when it gets dark and you wake up when it's bright out. Mm -hmm. That's fucked. When you cover the NBA, (laughs) I have been putting off talking about the NBA as a career for a long time for this exact reason. I have to stay up regularly till 1 a.m. Fuck. All right. So this is what happened. Multiple teams, it was clear, do not want any part of playing the
1: Lakers. Oh, yes.
0: Three teams did everything they could to avoid them in the first round. First team, the Suns. That's you.
1: (laughs) I mean. The Suns.
0: That's you. By the way. What was that that happened against the
1: Spurs? Just the whole game? I mean, it was Just a weird you, game. You
0: rested everyone. Uh-huh. That fucked me, too. I had Spurs <laughs> minus five in the first half. They played everyone, the Spurs. Uh, the Suns minus five yep. in the first half. You played. The Spurs played everyone for no reason. And you rested everyone for no reason. Eat
1: one more,
3: baby. Eat
0: one. Yuck. Anyway, so you're trying to get the one seed. So you win. Suns win. Now the Jazz need to win, or the Suns get the one. Jazz need to lose to the Kings. Yeah, Jazz need to no. Jazz need to win out in order to keep the one seed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So they
0: now need to play their people. Right. Mm -hmm. The Clippers decide we don't want any part of a potential three six matchup with the Lakers. So they punt on Saturday and they punt on Sunday. Now they don't know if they need to punt Sunday. So they're kind of filling it out, right? <laughs> so they punt Saturday against the Rockets. They rest all their stars. They lose. Okay. Then, if Denver beats Portland, then the Clippers can win against OKC. Unfortunately, those teams are both playing at the exact same time. So the Clippers say, fuck it. We're just going to lose regardless. We're going to put our end of the bench guys in. Jay Scrub got a lot of minutes. It's a real human. <laughs> Jay Scrub. <laughs> so they can avoid the three seed. They would much rather, obviously, play the Mavs or the Blazers versus the Lakers. So let's just say this very clearly. I understand where the Suns are coming from. You want the one seat. You deserve to play who you want. Yeah,
1: I mean, you always want the one seat.
0: Always want the one seat. So I'm not going to call the Suns or the Jazz cowards. But let's be very, very clear Clippers, you're cowards. You are garbage. That is <laughs> garbage. Losing to the two out of the three worst teams in the NBA on purpose so you can avoid the grind and playing the Lakers, who you should be slated to, to probably maybe match up with, who you wouldn't have anyway. They were going to play the seven seed. You were going to avoid them anyway. But you know what? That's garbage. That's garbage. I agree. Blazers had control of their own destiny. They finished the season 10-2 and two to grab the sixth spot. I, I'm not speaking about the Blazers. <laughs> just that's what we're doing as a blazer fan i'm not speaking about them
1: there's a great end of the season
0: great and solid end of the season yeah. is what we'll say <laughs> not going to give many more shine let me just say this they look currently very good they currently look the best i have ever seen them close to the end of the season everyone's healthy that's all i'll say <laughs> <laughs> so here's where the fun begins Warriors beat the Memphis Grizzlies in an electric end of game. Steph Curry started cold, ended up hot, hot. Everyone now calls him the MVP, which is wild. Braun's calling him the MVP. John Morant is calling him the MVP. Is Steph Curry going to win the MVP? No, but... No. (laughs) If they take that from Jokic, that would be just an all-time snake move. Yeah. So Portland's going to run it back against who they played in the Western Conference semis in 2018. They play the Nuggets, and the Mavs run it back against the clippers. They went to 6 last year. Whew. And then this is where the fun begins. Wednesday night, Golden State plays against the Lakers in LA. Yeah. 7-8 game and Memphis plays San Antonio in the 9 and 10. Man,
1: let's go Warriors. Man,
0: let's break them down. Play-ins? Are we talking about play-ins? So, I don't think that play-ins are considered playoff games.
1: Do you? Uh like they probably count towards postseason stats, if I had to guess.
0: their postseason wins.
1: Yeah. Uh but don't they know. are not
0: playoff wins. It is
1: weird though, it's a completely new thing. It's so NBA I don't really purgatory. know. Yeah.
0: Not quite <laughs> postseason, not quite regular season. Anyway. Baseball established this with their one-game play-in wild card years ago. This is not the playoffs, but this is an extension of the regular season. Even in the NBA, they're calling it a tournament, not the playoffs. So I just want to make that clear.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
0: So now we have the eight-seed Washington Wizards traveling to Boston to play the seven-seed Celtics. Winner gets seven-seed, and they will play the winner of Pacers and Charlotte. And they will play... Yeah, and so the winner will get seven and play the Nets, right? Yeah. So in the early game, we have the Hornets versus the Pacers in Indiana. T.J. McConnell, as an aside, came out and basically said what we all knew to be true since I called this as a conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. T.J. McConnell said, listen, this is all lies. I can't find one player who feels this way about Nate (laughs) Bjorkman. This guy is in the the fucking locker room and he's like, listen, nobody knows what's going on. I've, quote unquote, got his back. I know all the players in this locker room have his back. And this shows by how we've played. And they have played excellent. No doubt. I don't know if you've been watching them, but they move the ball and move without the ball the best probably right now in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Just the way that their offense is flowing and they're riddled with injuries. If they got fully healthy, this team could be actually very good. Anyhow, <laughs> we're going to have to re- revisit in the offseason the scandal because Definitely. that was a scandal. Because nobody's talking about the fact that we all need to evaluate what's going on with Woj.
1: Nobody's, yeah, nobody's little, asking yeah, Woj. That is an element of it, yeah, for sure.
0: Excuse me, you, can't, ex- excuse me, you cannot report something that's not true. And then just go back underneath your rock and pretend like that new story didn't exist. <laughs> like the fact that nobody's being like, Whoach, what happened? Who did you talk to? Where, who are those sources? You talked to, you talked to actually, uh, Arvita so uh, you talked to Demonis Sabonis. Cause you, you mentioned Demontis Sabonis. And now Sabonis is saying he didn't say anything at all. You said Malcolm Brogdon. What's happening there. Who are the coaches that you talked to? Or did you actually talk to any of them? Was this, through Bano, the guy who left in the middle of the season and might be disgruntled and has some things to say, nobody's asking. Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, that is that is wild. I think Indiana wins this game. I think the Hornets yeah. right now—they've lost. I have this stat; they've lost five in a row. Mm-hmm. They've been all over the board. Terry Rozier said that they've become predictable in their offensive sets, which is not good. And Indiana can finally lock down. So I think this is going to be an easy, quick out. Obviously, Hornets going to be playing for their lives, but...
1: I'm still bullish on the Hornets' future.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think in the next season, in following seasons, they're going to be really great. This is a an, an amazing season to build on. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that LaMelo got injured and they couldn't be six seed or five seed wherever they were before he did. So, uh, yeah, they are mad. The Pacers are mad. They want to win for Nate. And they are finally, slowly, but surely getting healthy. So, yeah, I like Indy. And then in the late game, very late game, uh, we've got like a 9 or 10 p.m. East Coast game. <laughs> Tipping. <laughs> Wizards at Celtics and the Celtics are trash, trash. You are big trash. You are unhealthy and you are big trash. I said this for a while now. The Wizards are dangerous. They gutted that fucking win out against Charlotte. And Bradley Beal is not healthy right now. And I still don't care. (laughs) This is a game Boston had no, no reason to want. I'm sure they would have rather played Charlotte. No.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Boston's 2-1 against the Wizards, but we know that one of those one of those wins was a fucking swindle, right? That was the one oh, the, where yeah, Bradley yeah. Beal slipped on Jason Tatum's sweat, which somehow never got wiped up. And then Scott Brooks, the amazing coach that he was, when they were wrapping him up, didn't call timeout. And then Bradley Beal stepped out of bounds, game over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My prediction is that the Wizards then play the Nets in a 2-7 matchup. Just in time for Kyrie back on his social activism bullshit. Please play the clip of what he is up to.
3: Me personally, I'm not really, um, you know, gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. A lot of stuff is going on in this world, and uh, this is 11 seconds like it's the into most the interview. Thing to me right now, there's a lot of stuff going on overseas. All my people are still in bondage all across the world, and there's a lot of dehumanization going on. So. <sighs> You know, I apologize if I'm not going to be focused on y'all questions. You know, it's just too much going on in the world for me to just be talking about basketball. Like I got focus on this shit 24-7 most of the time, but it's just too much going on in this world not to address. You know, it is, it's sad to see this shit going on. Um, and it's not just in Palestine. It's not just in Israel. It's all over the world, man, and I feel it. I'm very compassionate to all races, all cultures, and to see a lot of different people being discriminated from uh, upon, or against being uh, discriminated against based on their religion, color of their skin, what they believe in—it's just—it's just sad, you know. You know, we all say we're human beings and we care and we're compassionate, but um, you know, what are you doing to help? You know, and and being in this gym, yeah.
0: Yep, just in time for playoffs, Kyrie is focused on other things. Good news for my basketball smoothie bet, though. I want Kyrie to be focused on <laughs> nothing other than <laughs> Palestine right now. for Kyrie, by the way. First season in his career. Uh, I guess that's attributing somewhat to Steve Nash. That's the only nice thing I'll say about (laughs) Steve Nash. I don't know how they really correlate, but someone texted me that. that He thinks that they're correlated, so I'll give him that.
1: Well, Steve did it three times, I think. And like one of them, I think he played 1,300 more minutes than... Kyrie did this season, so.
0: Right. So, not the same. <laughs> but, yes, good news for my basketball smoothie bet. I want nothing more than the Nets to get bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, like, the Heat, so that I do not have to sweat out the Finals, thinking that there's a possibility I'm going to have to ingest rubber. So, okay. So, moving on out West, it's the early game. San Antonio takes on the Grizzlies. Man, I don't know if I told you this, Marty, but I pissed off some Greg Popovich fans this week. Really? On my personal TikTok, I said, it's time. It's been time. Greg (laughs) Popovich, you just got to go. It's time to go. We've all been thinking it. And at this point, this was the same day that Greg Popovich decided to not coach the San Antonio Spurs and go to the Tim Duncan Hall of Fame induction. Totally fair. But it's very clear as well that you have been not really locked all the way in to coaching. You would it seems like you would rather be doing anything else than coaching the San Antonio Spurs, breaking down <laughs> Kazakhstan's bench players just don't want to be prepping for this plan team. Yeah, but God damn it. If the Spurs aren't good when they want to be good. Oh, always. They look like an irritating team the best most gross uh matchup is the lakers playing the spurs in the winter they win against the memphis grizzlies which i think will happen and then lakers lose against the warriors and now you have fucking lebron james up against greg Popovich. you think that doesn't put a little fire in his belly that would be
1: so awesome oh my god yeah that so would that sick. that is by far the best yeah scenario Outcome, yeah. yeah
0: some nights the spurs score 80 they lose the Raptors by five and then they beat the Suns by 26. So I don't really know what this team is. I think it all depends on how much they want to win. But DeMar DeRozan and DeJounte Murray and even Lonnie Walker.
1: I like Lonnie. Yeah.
0: Lonnie Walker can just put up 30 at any time. So and the Grizzlies now that the Jaron Jackson's back, they're dangerous. But I just they think they make way too many mistakes. They have one of the worst turnover di- differentials in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, San Antonio will exploit exploit that. They exploit mistakes pretty well.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good at that.
0: And then at out west, 7-8 game, we got classic Chef Curry putting the Warriors on his fucking back. He's Batman. I'll say it. <laughs> what he's done has been incredible. Has there ever been a star player that has had to fight against his head coach and pull the entire team into the playoffs when even the organization <laughs> doesn't want to be in the playoffs? Like, I've never seen that.
1: I don't know. You'd have to think about it. Yeah.
0: Anyway, they play the Lakers in probably the best game of the year.
1: It's going to be sick. Of
0: the year. Draymond Green against Montrez Harrell and Anthony Davis. Mm. This is what he had to say after the win against the Grizzlies, which got me so fired up for this matchup.
3: Floor you love defensively. Andrew Wiggins had 10 rebounds. You had nine rebounds. Like Everybody chipped in when it came to defensive rebounding. People have been talking about, oh, you guys are so small and Valentinus was going to take advantage of his size, which he did a good job. But are you guys almost enjoying? I'm a
2: motherfucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Straight like that. I don't know how else to tell you. People have been going at me for, for years with sinners. They've been going at loom for years. That shit ain't worked yet. we dogs, so keep trying it. <laughs>
0: I'm a motherfucking dog. I'm a motherfucking dog. Guess what he's about to do to Anthony Davis. Guess what he's about to do to Montrezl Harrell. It's going to get so fucking chippy down there low. Please. Mm, it's going to be so nice. So, so steamy. That's going to get dirty too.
1: Oh yeah. No. I'm One not-
0: game. It's like the national championship.
1: Have they released the line yet? I wonder what, I mean.
0: I, it's got to be like two and a half.
1: It's going to be something like that. It's going
0: to be low. Yeah. Because you just cannot count out. Curry and Draymond doing the the things that they do.
1: We need a classic Curry game.
0: Oh, my God. I just need it. Golden State just humming. So dangerous. They're building leads even when Curry is shooting one for 11 from three. That's a hard thing to say. (laughs) One for 11 from three. And when he comes alive, oh, my God, it's like night-night sleep mask. Mm -hmm. Night-night. Grizzlies made a big run in the late game yesterday, and Curry just put the nail in the coffin, put him back down to sleep. Night, night. This is going to be electric. <laughs>
2: I'm overcoming the obstacles. I'm conquering the impossible. They said I was being illogical, but I have become the unstoppable. And why would I stop? Got a lot to do. I'm trying to travel where it's tropical. Don't call me. I ain't calling you. Cause outside, I do not rock You the to wanna watch my moves. I can tell you
0: that's a lot right. to do. All right. So we talked about the Heat being the most dangerous Eastern Conference team in this postseason. As the six seed, they play the Bucks. And my Lord, is that going to be fun? (laughs) How many games do you think it's going to go?
1: Ooh, I would say you you, got to chalk up six, I would say. I I would say six minimum,
0: six minimum. Who do you give it to? Do you agree with me?
1: You think you think the Heat are going to beat them? I could easily see it. I mean, we just know we've seen it now. This is going to be like the third straight year, maybe more that Milwaukee just becomes a completely different team in the playoffs when the game changes and slows down. So I don't know. I that one. I'm going to need to take a little time before I figure out who I'm going to bet on for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just like normal, a time where Mike Budenholzer shits the bed struggles, but this time it's time to break out the resume. Cause it is, you're, you're done. If they get out of the, can't get out of the first round, this is the worst draw for them. The worst draw. Do you know how dejecting it must be to see a team that has struggled the entire year? You've been at two, three all year. They have struggled to even make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They were at 12 one time. Yeah. (laughs) Paul Pierce said that he didn't think that they were Miami Heat were going to even make the playoff. And then all of that work to get the three seed and then you fucking get the Miami Heat again. The same team that bounced you out of the first round last year.
1: I think second round.
0: Second round. Yeah. 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 Second round. Yep. You're right. All that work to get knocked out again. Gotta be brutal. You have to be like, fuck, dude. Why? Why do we get these guys again?
1: Why? It's similar to how I'm feeling right now. but.
0: (laughs) But the reason that the Heat are so dangerous is not just because of the roster. It's because of Spo. Eric Spolstra, hands down, best coach in the NBA, best playoff coach in the NBA by far. Why? Because the playoffs uncover all your flaws. Mm -hmm. And nowhere is that easier to see than in coaching. We saw that with Budenholzer before. We've seen that with Brett Brown before. Certainly, This is where the rubber folks meets the road. And nowhere is that more prevalent than how your coach does. What does your team do when it's a game of chess and not a fucking pickup game? What happens when everyone has a star play- player? What happens where you're locking in on one team and one team only for seven games and nothing else is on your mind but them?
1: Yeah, when you have the same rest advantage. Uh, yeah,
0: same rest advantage. You're, you're not thinking about tomorrow's matchup against someone else. You're locked. All the matchups are tweaked. Chess, counter move, move. That's how you separate the good from the great. Mike Budenholzer, good coach, gets his team 60 wins. That is good coaching. Eric Spolstra takes a team who was 12th in the East, gets them into the sixth seed, and will probably beat the shit out of a contender and send them packing, (laughs) just like they did last year. That is great coaching. The fact that they're not in in the play-in is crazy.
1: It really is. It really is, yeah.
0: The playoffs are a different beast, and what we know is this. Spo is the best that there is. You ask people who work in the NBA? People who are not like... We'll call it biased because they have to say (laughs) their own coach is the best. The ones that are connected to the league but not connected to teams with no particular allegiance, they say, suppose the best there is. It's the best there is. That is not just opinion. Look at these stats. The Heat have gotten to the playoffs nine of his 12 years as a head coach and have won 15 of 21 postseason series. 71.4 winning percentage in the fucking playoffs.
1: Yeah. And one of those years, I think, was his first season where he basically took over. It was like right after the Shaq trade. Yep. So it was right around there where they were just dog shit. Yeah.
0: This isn't regular season winning percentages. This is against the best of the best. He's made the finals five times in 11 years coming into this season. More than every other coach in the past 50 years not named Pat Riley, Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich. That is crazy crazy town he was voted best coach in the nba by league gms best motivator in the league by league gms and the coach that makes the best in-game adjustments by league gms so yeah he's the best mm-hmm. he's the best at everything not only is a he, uh, the best at uh, galvanizing a roster in a locker room he's also the best x's and o's that's fucking the man He's, like, a very normal dude in person, too. You
1: yeah, talk I believe to him, it. Very nice. Yeah. No, it is so funny because everyone gave him so much shit uh, when, with the LeBron big three and stuff. Everyone thought he was, like, a puppet, like, whatnot. He was, like, the first iteration of that, like, oh, LeBron coach yep. killer yep. kind of thing. But then it turns out he's just by far the best coach LeBron's ever had by – it's not even – close, like yep. at all.
0: So yes, he had, like you said, he had the big three, but he also took a five seed to the finals when they had a 2% chance of getting there.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Pretty fucking good. And like I said, he's a player's coach. He literally said, Udonis Haslam getting ejected for putting his fingers in Dwight Howard's cheeks 230 into his first game of the year was his <laughs> quote, favorite moment of the year by far. <laughs> Oh my God, how do you not love Spo? He is a ride or die bitch. That is a ride or die bitch right there. <laughs> he, they have a very clear identity and culture that comes down from Riley and Spo. And what do they want? They're very, very clear on this. They want players dedicated to the craft, who want to win. And so they're more dedicated to team culture than any other team in the league. Definitely. The things that they make their players do to fall in line, and when players fall in line, it's insane. Even from the body fat percentages and all the different training regimens, it's very strict. And what's, I think, more impressive is his brand of basketball. It's completely unique. They are the most professional, organized, toughest, unselfish, nastiest, most disliked team in the NBA to play. They're like, weed out the weak and make the strong impenetrable. That is what Eric Spolster's philosophy is. They play lockdown D. And they average more collective miles on offense than any other playoff team. Besides Orlando, but Orlando only has five <laughs> five games, so that doesn't count. Yeah, Other coaches are scared to make adjustments, but Spolstra will change just everything. He will turn the roster upside down like a snow globe. Just shake it up. <laughs> He'll bench a starter if he thinks that he needs to to get him a win. And that is why Tyler Hero and G League fucking Kendrick Nunn got big time minutes over Goran Dragic and deep into the playoffs and no one even questions it they're just like yep that's okay yep yeah that is true
1: yeah no one says no one's like what is spo
0: doing (laughs) you know at the top of the hour we talk spo's adjustments at halftime did he did he put in kendrick nunn no one says that everyone's like yeah it's spo he knows what the fuck is going on so yeah this is an eric spoel straffolating and that's why i think the heat are so dangerous i think they are to me dark horse to go to the finals again I even said this at the beginning of the year, and then that looked very wrong, and now I look right again. He deserves it. His ability to be an X's and O's guy is going to be incredibly important in the in the playoffs, but also to galvanize troops when he makes those roster adjustments where nobody inside the locker room questions it either. Everybody knows what's up. That is up.
1: huge, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Nobody's like, Ugh, yeah, I can't believe I'm a blah, blah, blah player, and you had me at the end of the bench. He's like, yeah, this matchup dictates that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. His team, to me, has limitless upside. They are the scariest team in the playoffs that no one wants to play. The Bucs are fucking gone. No one wants to play the Heat. And he is a big reason why. That includes him being the best playoff coach in the NBA in this class right now. That includes Steve Kerr, Tom Thibodeau, Frank Vogel, Doc, and Pop. They are still around right now about to coach games. And I think he is a cut above them all. So let's put some respect on Eric's bolster's name. This league. Who is the
2: boy with the swag? That's the chicken's brace. Only you'll be so afraid. No, you can build it and pay. That's got digital drip. This is not minimum wage. This that home run money for the long run.
0: Oh, man. Waterworks time. How about this? I don't really want to talk about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't really want to process or talk about Kobe being gone. I don't want to talk about watching Vanessa Bryant look as numb as I feel. Yeah, it was tough. Um, Or how she talked about never wanting to give her husband credit because he got so much credit. But then there she was on the greatest public stage doing exactly the thing that she said she would never do and him continuing to win, even from the grave. Yep, I don't really want to talk about that (laughs) Uh, or how she was, you know, up there with her daughter who slinked into Kobe Bryant's oversized (laughs) blazer when he should have been the one putting it on. Or the fact that they requested five tickets and only needed four because Gigi is also dead as well. I spent a lot of time thinking about this segment and couldn't really write anything because I'm just not really ready to talk about it. I don't think I'm ready to accept it. I don't think anyone really is. I know it sounds sentimental. I don't know Kobe. Didn't know him personally, but... That's kind of how I feel. I feel sad. I feel numb. I feel confused. Shit's heartbreaking.
1: It still just feels incomplete a little bit. Like just any conversation you have about basketball. Just knowing that I don't know. It's 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 still so fucking weird for me to think about.
0: It was just so sudden and mm-hmm. it was so unnecessary. And
1: he was in the news like the night because uh, LeBron had like passed him for on the scoring list or like like he had been in the news. And he like, was
0: just there yeah. with LeBron in yeah. Philly. and He was. So, yeah, the whole goal of the podcast is to be funny, and I do not feel terribly funny. Uh, The only thing that was funny to me was Tim Duncan in dreads having to be up on stage for 10 straight minutes when he is painfully shy.
1: Yeah, he didn't like it. You could tell. He was
0: squirming up there. (laughs) He has to go through his entire life story to give everybody roses along the way, which he's very happy to do, but has to do it in a way where he's like, shit. I avoided the media because I don't even like talking to people. And you're up there talking in front of millions of people watching. Uh, he also reluctantly had to give Popovich's credit, even though he knew Pop was going to be mad at him. He's like, ah, Pop's going to be so mad at this. You could, and then they panned to Pop, and Pop's just dead in the stone eyes, face. just don't yeah. face, no emotions. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Pop also looks mentally checked out, decided to miss a game against the Suns to sit in the front row and get publicly praised and still be salty about it. Um, they lost by 37 in that game, Yep, which influenced, which influenced my bet for the <laughs> next day. That shit was not funny. Me thinking that the Spurs wouldn't compete after losing by 37 the day before, not funny. Uh, another thing I thought was kind of funny was Kevin Garnett Saying he wishes he gave the Wolves a ring while simultaneously telling Boston he wishes he was traded
1: there earlier. Yeah. He had a lot of jokes that fell flat, too. Kevin Garnett,
0: not a massively funny guy.
1: Not a comedic genius.
0: No. Uh, Truthfully, I would say this is the day that everybody kind of knew was coming and dreaded coming while anticipating it sort of being kind of like closure. Mm -hmm. Greatest class probably in NBA history.
1: Close, for sure.
0: Very close. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Kobe. But this ceremony was, of course, just to say goodbye to Kobe. Um, I'm not ready to say goodbye. Are you?
1: No, fuck no. Uh,
0: I'm not ready to process Vanessa Bryant saying that Kobe's most cherished accomplishment was being the very best girl dad he could be while she was staring at her three daughters as they wept in front of her because their girl dad is now just a memory. And those final words from Vanessa Bryant. I love you forever and always Kobe Bean Bryant. Me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best part of Saturday, which was fucking spooky, was the fact that LeBron James returned back from injury that day to thump the Pacers and his stat line 24 points, eight rebounds. Does that give you chills?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: (sighs) Also, 2021 class was just announced. Uh, New 2021 Hall of Fame. Paul Pierce, 10-time All-Star. Chris Bosh. Chris Weber, finally. (laughs) Ben Wallace. Rick Adelman; Jay Wright. Bill Russell as a coach. Yolanda Griffith. Lauren Jackson. Bob Dandridge. Tony Kukoc. That's a good one. That's a funny one. (laughs) That's a funny one. Yeah. Pearl Moore. Clarence Jenkins. Val Ackerman, former WNBA president. Cotton Fitzsimmons, longtime coach as a creator and Howard Garfinkel created the five-star summer camp as a creator.
1: I also want to shout out Kim Mulkey for a second. She got inducted uh, Hell on Saturday yeah. too. Oh yeah. yeah. Go Tigers. Just,
0: uh, new, new LSU Tiger women's head coach getting the fucking bag. Oh yeah. Getting the fucking bag. That's all the time that we have for the This League podcast. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review on Apple and on Spotify. Both. I don't even know how they measure us. If they're just measuring <laughs> Apple, if they're measuring Spotify and Apple, do them both. We also have new playoff merch. We have Mavs, Nets, Knicks. Most of the playoff teams have t-shirts coming out today. Do not forget to follow us on at this league and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We also have a new Facebook discussion group that's about to start popping. Thank you for listening. Tune in early Friday afternoon where we'll recap the playing tournament, tournament, preview the fucking playoffs that are here on the next edition of This League.
2: The bigger they come, the hotter they fall. It's time to risk it all. Long time. What you mean I can't have that? Stay your lane, Lois, lane a skirt, skirt on them
4: Stay your lane, penny, lane a skirt, skirt on 'em.
2: Take the Lincoln Ooh. She wanna lick a trapper But she already Licked the rapper Oh my, oh my So fly, so fly Three, six, mafia I stay fly, I stay fly Quality just to get by